I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You guys ever get cold on the trail and you're like thinking to yourself, man, I wish I would have brought those pants, those arms, those long sleeve arm shirts or jackets, but I just didn't do it. I should have listened, but I didn't do it. Well, now you don't have to worry. Because patented by Carl Mandarelli, in the tundras of Antarctica, we now have something called the Pack Pants. Carl Mandarelli has developed a product to alter your pack to have foldable, tucked-away leggings and arm sleeves where you can wear your actual backpack as pants and long-sleeve shirts. So what are you worried about? Get yourself a new packet for pants by Carl Mandarelli and stay warm on that trail, guys. We'll see you out there. everybody this is Derek and with me today is the only man who still uses shavings from his own deodorant as toothpaste because he believes the smell is just as important for your armpits as it is for your teeth Carl Mm. Mandrioli what's going on buddy Derek you're finding new ways to gross people out man congratulations look these are just observings that I've witnessed I'm just sharing them with the world observings yes observations observings that's a word I made up (laughs) with me today is Derek Somerville the only man who's behind two modern proverbs which are only bring one pair of underwear and it can't be cold when it's sunny outside exactly heard it from an old an old Japanese man in the uh, hills of Japan. So correct, whatever that means. Correct, can't, can't go wrong there. Yeah, can't go wrong there. I think that's your third proverb: an old Japanese man in the hills. I don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> because old Japanese men are smart and they know things. Okay, all right. So, so now we are stereotyping people. Awesome. This is where we want to go with this podcast. Did Mister Miyagi? Well, Mister Miyagi is Okinawa. We're going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> yeah, we are. Okinawa is part of Japan. Just FYI. Um, <laughs> so there we go. He lives in and if we want to go geography route, technically tundra is not with Antarctica. That's just ice cap vegetation zone. But yeah, it's true. Eh, tip yeah. for tat. I mean, you wanted okay. to release dinosaurs, so we're we're even. Right? <laughs> it, all, it all comes full. As long as we're releasing the wolves, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so, so yeah, I was joking about these, you know, modern proverbs, but it sounds like you might be adding more of them today because uh, this is a Derek themed episode that is not of your doing. Not of your doing. Indeed. It's all you. This is a this is a Carl episode, even though it's got my name on it. So Yeah. Well, I, and there's there's plenty of folks that are looking forward to this. I actually think that we have like the diehards that are listening to this one. I don't know that I don't expect this to get a lot of downloads. I think people target certain what? topics. 
Okay. Yeah, I think the people that really like our show are going to be listening to this, but people that just are targeting certain topics are the ones that kind of pick and choose. I think we have the the people that are sticking with us. They're the ones listening right now. That's my prediction. Uh, well, we know how accurate your predictions are, and um, I'm 100%. not worried about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not worried either. I'm Zero. just letting you know. Uh, I do have a Bible verse, my friend, and it is Proverbs 3, uh, 13 and 14. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. Ooh, deep. So are you about to bless us with your wisdom? Well, that's up to you. That's open to interpretation. It's not up to me. You're the one answering the Uh, questions. This is totally on you. Depends how you take it. You You might hear the answer and be like, this guy's an idiot. Or, you know, you might be like, I don't you know? use negative words like that, but yeah. do we need a whiz, a wisdometer, a wisdom ometer for you to, you to determine how wise your answers are? I feel like you've developed something. Um, don't okay. let me down. What do you got? Okay. I okay. will share that. So, the, the, where this episode came from is I put this out there in multiple forums for people to kind of write in. Ask Derek a question, whether that's like they really want to know the answer, they have a gear-related question, an advice question, a ridiculous question, and we got people from all over the U.S. and beyond asking questions, and uh, and Derek's got some answers. So we're going to get to that in a moment, though, right? Yeah. Apparently so. Um, yeah. Are you, are you jealous they didn't want to ask you questions, or is it more... No, they definitely know? did not want to ask me questions, because when we had the B&B radio show... Some people were like, yeah, I don't really know what to, like, I want to call in, but I don't have a topic for you guys. And then when I said, ask Derek anything, it was like people were overflowing with topics. And I was like, why couldn't they just do that for the radio show? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Because I was there. That's why. But that's okay. Wow. Before we get to, you know, hiring yourself here, I have, before we get to all these questions, I have reactions from the debate episode. Hmm. Okay. Okay. There were a lot of critical remarks from the debate episode, and they were mainly critical of two people, <laughs> you and Knowlton, not of me at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's yeah. talk about okay. it. Okay. What's the deal? We'll, we'll start chronologically. Okay. We'll start with the, the fake commercial okay. where Nathan from Wisconsin yeah. almost threw up hearing about your regurgimeal fake commercial. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah, that's to, so. I think if somebody literally is going to almost, you know, throw up, I don't think that we're going down the right road there. Is all so I'm trying he, to say. He's not going to get a regurgimeal. That's fine. Um, but uh, I think we should stop talking about regurgimeal. And I, I was expecting you to more like apologize to him, but it sounds like that's not going to happen. Well, of course, I feel I don't want I don't want our listeners to puke because of what I say. I mean, that's that's not cool. But uh, correct. You know, I mean, these are all in fun, and uh, hopefully, knows it was in fun. Not fun for him. That that one was not fun for him. Well, I, I do apologize, of course. Okay. I, I can avoid talking about regurgitation from here on if in the ads if, if needed. So, thank you, thank you, on behalf of everybody out there. Thank what you. if we do a, a you know a show about food poisoning or something that might come up? Just saying. But the, yeah, but that's still not to the level that you took it with regurgitation. So, tip of the iceberg, though. Tip of the iceberg. <laughs> then we had um, Ricardo, who who actually mm-hmm. sent me an article about a revived Costa Rican forest. This is like a, you know, an area that had been deforested and had been revived through the use of um, recycled orange peels. (laughs) Recycled orange peels? What what was my... Yeah, they just used... I'm going to say that's bad luck for me, that that actually happened. And we just talked about it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. 
No, no, yeah, he, I don't know, he, like, I didn't have that information, if I had done any research, I might have come across that, but yeah. I did not, so that one wasn't that critical, okay. um, where it really got critical was, we kind of intentionally on our show try to stay away from political topics, mm-hmm. and we didn't for this episode, we actually, I actually brought a political topic into the arena, uh-huh. so I'll take the credit for that, and then we, um, you know, this is one that had already occurred, this is one that had already been voted upon, and... Just full disclosure, Derek did not choose the side that he argued. Um, he cho- he got to choose the other ones, but he didn't get to choose this one. And this was when it was about the Grey Wolves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So I so Gene had two separate comments. I kind of combined them. So I'm going to read to you what Gene had to say, and then you can respond. Right. Um, right. Knowlton and Derek are dead wrong about Grey Wolves. Mm-hmm. The deer and elk herds in Colorado will suffer greatly. Elk calves will be a prime target during summer. The marmots that Derek mentioned will be fine. Elk and deer won't be. <laughs> I'm glad the marmots are going to be okay. Yeah. And then he says, Denver deserves the wolves. Kind of referring to my comment about like, hey, whoever voted for them, that's, that's where they should release the wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, if folks would just take the time to read the facts about these predators and understand the impact they have in the ecosystem, they'd realize that they're not cute as characterized by Knowlton. No. The Colorado elk herd is about to be in trouble. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think that they're cute by any means. Um, no, no, no. Knowlton no, made I that know. I'm just, I'm just clarifying for myself. Yeah. Um, what's my response to that? Um, yeah. Well, you got to remember, number one, like we're doing this debate, and obviously, debate is this. You know, it's mainly for fun, but like at the same time, once you pick a side, then I'm automatically just picking the other side, and we're kind of like winging it, right? It's not like we sat and did like tons and tons of research. I feel like I did more than well, you. Well, real debates, we wouldn't be winging it. Real debates, we well, would yeah, have yeah, actual yeah. research. But I feel like and, I did yeah. more research than you, and I still got. I think I, I think we talked about this. Like I still lost those arguments when I thought I would have won. But yeah. but as far as like the wolves go, I mean, <laughs> look, I don't know. I mean, if I, I I'm always just curious. Like you know, you're already out there with all these dangerous animals, bears and, and mountain lions and whatnot. But at the same time, like where are all these? Is there a surplus of these wolves? Is that why they want to put them back in there? Like where are you going to put these wolves? Like just lock them up in a zoo or something or like what are you gonna do with them all i guess that's my question i think your i think your your questions are, are making you sound less intelligent on the matter but well, of course um, yeah i haven't like it's yeah. not like a deep but, but, but I, and i already i already yeah and i already told him that you and Knowlton are california voters voters you weren't voting on this um so you didn't do your research from as like a voter for example we did this with an and i thought this was a little bit so. safer because I thought this was a little bit safer because, you know, like the votes already happened. There's there's no going back. Like they the vote occurred. We're not changing anything. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so what Gene actually said is 100% correct. I've actually done some more research since that debate. So he's 100% correct, but it doesn't matter because we don't have control over that. And, the, you know, the votes already happened. If I, so if I picked the other side, uh, then you would have got the critique, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too well, bad. Yeah, and, and, but really. That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I'll say. To, here's what I'll say about this: is if people are coming to our podcast looking to be swayed politically on any topic, oh, they are gosh. looking in the wrong place. No. Yeah. This is, this is <laughs> because I think we've clearly shown that we are not um, the wealth of wisdom and knowledge that you know that people might be seeking in that arena. So we have information about that, but we've specifically strayed from that, I guess, up until now. So you know what we're doing from now on, Derek, is we're going to be not going down the political road, political road again. So there you go. Oh, you don't want to start a separate podcast, uh, Derek and Carl's political I mean, views? if I'm is looking that... to push hot buttons, then maybe, but I'm not. I'm only looking to push your hot <laughs> well, buttons, we right? Buff, we already know what happened <laughs> with right, the buff. So let's, let's, 
That's we'll true. Backtrack. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, like Nolan got thrown into this too. He did make those comments and I think he was just trying to have fun with it. But obviously people that are very sensitive to this topic, like that is not fun for them. So if we, if that was offensive to anybody, we apologize. I, I yeah, of course I do apologize. I am curious. Cause you guys obviously did more research. We did this in like a five minute window. So right, right, right. obviously I, I know far less. I am curious though, what would the plan be with the wolves? Like where would they go? They don't they have to release them there. They don't have to bring wolves to Colorado. Like, I, dude, we're not talking about this. We're not going to talk about this. Oh, I, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I know they don't have to. I'm just yeah. curious where they were going. I just go. said that we're not going to go down the political road again. And you're like, well, but let me, let's go down the political road. Let's no, me ask some questions. No, stir them. no, no. Genuinely want to know like, if they weren't going to pass it, yeah. where would they have gone? I just, I'm curious. There's not, I yeah, I'm choosing not to answer the question, but Gene did communicate in a very, very nice way. So we appreciate his communication style. And again, uh, yeah, apologize for any thank you, Gene, issues thank that you. that may have caused or or anger for anybody. And um, I apologize for Carl. So on that on that happy note, now let's get into some real issues here, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Great way to start it, Carl. Great way to start. This episode is all about your advice. This is kind of like meant to mimic like the old, the very old, like Dear Abby newspaper column, whatever, right? Um, So if I think, I'm just going to be posing the questions to you, but if I think you're wrong about something, I'm going to try my best not to correct you. I'm just going to let it, let it, Mm -hmm. you know, stay out there. Unless you get political, then then we'll have to revisit that. I mean, some of these questions are, are ridiculous. Um, I'm not going to know all these answers, but uh, I'm going to follow yeah. it. So let's go. I did send Derek the questions ahead of time. So he has had a chance to think about some of them. Not to say that he's researched or prepared whatsoever, but he has at least looked no, at them. Totally yeah. winging this. Yeah. Okay. Totally. All right. Let's start off with like a basic gear question. Yep. What is a better setup? Hammocks or tents? Jerry from Oregon. <laughs> Jer, Jerry. Um, I've had experience with both, ironically. Um, I have slept in a hammock a few times. Not not on the backpacking trip, ironically. We did not have success with the hammock as much as we thought we would. And uh, so I think I'm always, I'm always leaning toward the tent anyway because of the community aspect of it, you know, um, hanging out in the tent joshing around with your buddies bugging them all that stuff i do you do have to suffer with the people who snore around you but overall i'm going tense i think i'm more of like a social person anyway but uh hammocks aren't bad and like if you have the proper tools then they're gonna be good did we ever reveal like on the podcast what happened with the hammock that spigiver sent us from season one it started well we had bad weather number one right yeah, not what I'm talking about. Not, <laughs> that's not related. Wait, wait. No, what are you talking about? We had... Uh, okay, it, so so we had Spagiver on, the, the yeah, hammock yeah, yeah. expert from YouTube, season yeah. one, and he so kindly sent us a hammock, and so right. we said we're going to bring this on our, our trip in the, fo- the following July, so we went to Yosemite that year, mm-hmm. and Derek and I pull out the hammock, and we couldn't figure out how to set it up. It was, uh, it was... We think it was missing pieces, because we're like, yeah. how is this even possible to set up? I could, yeah, I was, I was, like, I've slept in a hammock before, and maybe I'm just, I wasn't aware of this type of hammock at all. Like, he's the hammock man, yeah. for sure. But I was looking at it, and I was like... If we had Knowlton there, he could have jerry-rigged something, but that's not what it was intended it, to do. It so. did not look like it was an easy setup whatsoever, and it took us a while, yeah. I'm like, this is not worth the, the agony, so... Side note on the whole, like, Dear Abby thing, you know... Only one person wrote in the way that like the actual Dear Abby works where they don't actually sign their name, but they sign like something referencing their question. So I'm going to, for some of these, I actually like came up with my own. 
signature for these folks. So, um, so this is from Jerry. He says again from Jerry, how do you get your family to join you backpacking? The lonely Oregonian. My, are we talking about my family specifically? Yeah. He wants to know, he doesn't care about how he can get his family going. He wants to know how you get your family going. What, what? If he wants to know, like, this is a general question. Like, he's asking your advice. <laughs> do, do you not understand the premise? I mean, I get it. Nobody's really ever asked me that because my, my situation's a little extreme, I guess you could say. Right, right. So what would you do if you had a non-extreme family? I guess not everybody knows. Jer- uh, Derek has two special needs kids at home. They are right. not going to be going. They've, they, one has been backpacking, but they're not going to be going backpacking. We'll go camping, but backpacking, would, right. it would not happen. Um, it could not happen. Right. Um, they're both in wheelchairs. Uh, one can drive herself. I push the other one. There's a lot of like machinery that needs you know, batteries and out- outlets and all that stuff, so... Solar panels, a lot of a lot solar, of solar panels, panels. Out there, right? So it's really probably not going to happen. Right. We would go camping in like a motorhome, and we plan on doing that. So that's about as far as we could get. I would love to take them backpacking, but just not the card I was dealt. And uh, so we just, you know, you make alterations and and do different things. And as long as they're having fun, that's all I really okay. care about. So, so his answer, lonely Oregonian Jerry, is in order for you to get your family backpacking. Derek is not going to be able to get his own family backpacking, so too bad for you. I think that's your answer, correct? Look, I am trying to be straightforward. How do I get my family backpacking was the question. How do you get your family backpacking to join you? If you want to get your family, Jerry, I don't know what their family – I don't know what your – you're like confusing everything. I was like let's, – let's rewind for a second. Let's rewind for a second. You just – I was just like – I repeated the question. I was like, wait, he wants to know how I get my family backpacking? Derek, this show's about you, of course. I was being sarcastic because this is a the whole show is somebody asking you advice. You're giving them advice, and your response is, "I'm just gonna talk about my situation." <laughs> well, I was gonna answer the question about Jerry. Then you're you you just just stop talking. This I was get I was talk. getting I was being sarcastic. I don't think you picked up on it. Sorry, it was bad sarcasm. You gotta like okay. really maybe work it on was it. Jerry. Maybe it was. I'm sorry, Carl is confusing everybody, including myself. How do you get your family to join you backpacking? I would say enthusiasm, number one. I would say uh, have it semi-planned out so that they feel that you're confident in what you're saying and where you're going. Um, I would be, I don't know how seasoned you guys all are, but I would try to get prepared ahead of time as much as possible so it doesn't look like you're going to be floundering around for like gear and supplies at the last minute. But yeah, I would do something simple though. Take them on like a simple, mellow, I don't know what their physical fitness level is, but take them like a simple loop maybe and just just get them exposed to being outdoors, sleeping in a tent, making your food in the morning, having some camaraderie. As Carl would say, just getting some good conversations on the trail going is is always a good thing. This is hard for me to not jump in and just start throwing my own answers at her, but this is, I'm struggling. What do you want me to say? I have so many things to add. Of course, there's a million things you could add. Yeah, they don't want to hear from me, so. Because you're full of, your predictions are lies, okay? So I, I think that <laughs> obviously there's a million things I could add, but if we want a four hour podcast, I would keep going. So what is the best tent stake for different terrain? For example, like the shepherd's hook, the aluminum V. This <laughs> is from high stakes camping. Nicholas from Pennsylvania. Shepherd's hook for everything. No, um, <laughs> just get the meat out, hang it on the shepherd's hook. Uh, it's a good. You don't know what that shepherd's hook steak is, do you? It's huge. No, the shepherd's hook is huge. That's why I'm saying that. It's called sarcasm, okay. Carl. Maybe you should try it. Uh, no, I, I have found the most success 
in snow and I don't know. I'm pretty much I've had a lot of success with the aluminum stakes. I had some of the plastic ones I was just telling Carl about, I think on a previous episode or these big old yellow stakes and those were just terrible. Right. So I found the most success with the aluminum ones. I feel like they can handle you, you know, hammering it in there with a rock or, or something and they're not going to like bend and get all messed up. So I, I, I always lean toward those. That's, that's my opinion, but Carl may have like five other opinions. So, okay. I think for this one, I actually don't have anything to add about snakes. I think half the time I don't even use 10 snakes because it's, yeah. I don't need to. So, um, uh, this is from Hamburger Pace, otherwise known as uh, Mike from Sasquatch, California. Yes. When I'm hiking, I often feel my pace quicken the closer I get to the trailhead. Hmm. Why do I want to walk faster when I know that the quicker I get out, the quicker I'll have to get back to onto the internet? Uh, well, that's an easy one. Um, it's the food. Like, you're going to have a real meal. You're not going to have, like, mm. a freeze-dried meal. I know. And underwear, right? Clean underwear for those of you that wear yep. it. Um, toilet paper for those of you that are smart enough not to bring it. Um, I would say, yeah, I, I get a little I get a little, uh, little quicker pace, I'd like to think, on the last day, too, knowing that, like, hey, we're going to go have some real food, some lunch, or what, wherever, at a restaurant we usually go to. So maybe you're just excited that you completed it. I think that's that's not a good thing. That's not a bad thing, but as far as the internet goes, maybe you have to like prep ahead of time. Be like, you know what? I know I'm going to get back, and I know I'm going to. I'm have the tendency to do this. Maybe challenge yourself to not do it for that whole night and wait till like the next day or the day after. I challenge you. I challenge I think, you. I think you're challenging him right now. I am. I'm That's throwing a it out there. That's yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Wait at least 24 hours after you get home, unless you have some like pending mandatory work thing. If it's not pending and mandatory. But you want to check out Instagram? Don't do it. Wait 24 hours. Okay, I'm gonna I want to revisit. I want to say it was like the 2014 trip, possibly before, mm-hmm. where um, one of my favorite things about the trip is is the road trip to the trailhead. We're kind of you know, especially if we get to road trip together. Derek's right. in the back seat and he's on his phone playing an online game with his wife. And uh, mm. Mm. I think you're you can fall victim the same way that that Mike can. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's probably like my least favorite road trip as a result, result of that. So. Because I was on the phone. Thanks for ruining that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a high maintenance moment. Uh, you're trying to put some fires out. So. Yeah, I don't think that you know, I don't think that's happened since, to be honest. But um. No, definitely not. Okay. This gentleman says, "I love hiking in the winter, but as I get older, I find that my feet can't take the cold as well as they used to. I hmm. heard that if I sprinkle some chili powder on my feet before I put my socks on." It might help. Should I try it? Asks Matt from Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, hey, you know what? Try anything. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd put the peanut butter in your shoes if it helps, you know? Like we were talking <laughs> about peanut butter and sleeping. If it's that bad, try it. Why not? Yeah. Go for yeah. it. Peanut butter, you know, it's got a lot of, you know, peanut oil in there. It can be like a lubricant between your toes. So Yeah. Say goodbye um, to blisters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chili powder, um, that's, that's kind of abrasive. It might give you blisters, right. but it might keep you warm. So right. that's a toss-up. Would you recommend the the chunky or the creamy peanut butter? You gotta go creamy. I mean, you gotta go creamy. <laughs> it's automatic. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, he also asks: In New Hampshire, there are forty-eight mountains over four thousand feet tall. This Ooh. year, I only have eight more to, to go to conquer all of them, and I'm anticipating finishing in the fall. Hey, congratulations, Matt! Wow. I want to celebrate in a special way when I reach the top of my final peak, but I don't know what to do. I saw one young lady carrying up huge Mylar balloons that said 48 on them, but Mm. I want to do something different and special. What should I do? This is Peak Bragger, a.k.a. Matt from Massachusetts. 
You're going to paraglide. That's what you're going to do. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That's a great idea. That, that would be amazing. I yes. I don't know if he's ever done hang gliding, paragliding. I've done hang gliding and, and skydiving. I would – I mean, if you're allowed to do that, I would highly recommend paragliding because you're going to be up there longer and really get an amazing view. You have about you eight months. If you're, if you're planning to finish in the fall, you have about eight months to learn how to paraglide, to buy your own gear, and then to pull it off well, You can rent it. Unaided. You can rent it. No, you can rent okay. it. Okay, sure. Yeah. I've actually I've been backpacking before and run into people that were like literally packing up paragliding stuff in Washington. So that that's like your best answer right there. I love, I love that answer. I'm just saying if you want to do something special and different and yeah. it's going to make you feel amazing and you're going to get the best view ever, that's that's what I would do. Yes. I would do that. Please take a video and we will put it on our Facebook page. That by itself should be worth it, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, All I'm right. going to do that. Uh, what's the best way to sit down on the trail? Rope swing? On the backpack, on a log, asks Lazy Lounger, otherwise known as Andrew from Missouri. Hmm. Uh, find a friend, Andrew. Find a friend. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. No, I... What does that mean? Well, sit on a friend. I don't know. Um, <laughs> sit on a friend. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I would sit on you. Like, uh, no, I yeah. would say um, I usually just pick a log, but Carl usually takes off the backpack and sits on that because he's that. Sometimes. He doesn't like to get his little, you know, tuck us dirty. So, um, I usually try to find something in nature. Usually a rock is what I go for. Log, okay. rock. Yeah, I, we're going to revisit that because I got a question about that in trivia. So, we'll talk more about that. Okay, but, um, good deal. Rock or log is what Derek says. Rock, log. This next question is from Jesse from Backcountry Forward. He's the only one that signed this appropriately. So, this is actually his signature. Just heads up there. Okay. He says, Dear Derek, I've always had a concern about regions where you have to pack out your... Um, excrement from my understanding winter camping high alpine or glacier camping are a few such examples but here's the question that keeps me up at night oh wow mm. what does one do if they use up all their wag bags slash ziploc mm. bags for carrying out said droppings what piece of gear would you uh, recommend sacrificing first as a pack out carry out container tent stuff sack water bladder food pot or socks and would it be a bad idea to hide it in carl's pack Sincerely, Wag Bag Wanderer. Wag Bag. Wonderful question. Deep. Yes. Thoughtful. It's always Correct. a good idea to put it in Carl's pack, and I definitely probably would do that. Um, number one, if you're packing Wag Bags short, that's your first problem. I'm going to overabundantly supply Wag Bags. But if there's some reason you are out of Wag Bags and what do you pack them in? Um, I mean, I hate to say socks because you know me and the socks, but like if you have old mm. dirty socks that you haven't used yet or that you've already used, I'm sorry, you could throw them in that. But, uh, you know, it might, I hate to say this, this is kind of weird. It might, it might like leak out. So I don't know. I, I guess I'm leaning towards something that's more mm. solid, like the tent stuff sack. That's what I kind of lean towards. But, you know, you got to pack that tent sack. I can almost, I can almost hear. Nathan from Wisconsin clicking the unsubscribe button on his phone <laughs> as you're talking. Look, I didn't, I didn't set this question up. You know, I mean, this is yeah. I'm just answering. No, but your answer went, yeah, two levels deeper than the question. So, or I think the better bet is to get if you had like um, trash bags or Ziploc bags for your other trash or food, I'd throw it in that. Dear Derek, I know one of your favorite freeze dried meals was salmon pesto by Mountain House. My condolences to mm. hear it discontinued. Actually, it's technically backpackers pantry, but whatever. I believe you mentioned you yeah. like to save it for a hard day or towards the end of the trip, but did it make you nervous mm -hmm. that the scent would attract bears? 
especially if you guys mm. choose not to bring a bear canister to help contain the smell of the trash afterwards. I like to bring tuna along and would have tried the salmon pesto if it was still available, but I'm always fairly sure a bear nearby will smell the food slash trash and come to find it. From Stephanie of Colorado, huh. otherwise known as Friendly Fish Murderer. Friendly Fish Murderer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good Well, I would say that's the joy, Stephanie, of going on a trip with Carl because as you've heard, even last, uh, I think it was last episode and many episodes before, you know, Carl likes to go where there's no bears, and he is seasoned enough to know where to not where to go where they are where there aren't bears apparently. So, not something I need to worry about really. I mean, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. no, I don't. I don't. It's not something I worry about. And usually, we're going to hang up the food up in a tree anyway, or or put it for, far away from camp anyway. So, it's not something to truly worry about. I'm more worried that you're bringing tuna and not salmon because tuna smells horrible, especially if it's in that canned situation mm. uh, or or whatever. That's just my yeah. opinion. My nose is very sensitive to tuna, but yeah, go for that salmon. That's interesting. I actually I actually more pegged you to be the guy that would like go into the break room and like heat up his tuna Uh-oh. lunch and then like leave the smell there while others are trying to eat. And then you're like, actually, I'm going to go eat at my desk and then just leave it there. I hate the smell of canned tuna. And now I'm sure somebody on the Patreon group yeah. might bring it on the trip or you worth it. Um, but I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would, he would, he would cook up the tuna. He'd open it up in the can, heat it up and eat it right in front of me. And he'd get this like creamy white, residue in the corner of his mouth and i just wanted to like i mm. wanted to nathan it i wanted to puke it up <laughs> so bad um and then I had, I had them hide a whole open can in my room and i couldn't uh, find they hit four cans yeah. in my room one day i found three of them yeah because you made a big deal about it that's what happened. i know I, I let him get my go I, I i found three of them and then the fourth can it took me two months to find this can i could not find nice. this can so my room just right. smelled like tuna for like two months it's horrible yeah so stephanie Derek has shoved stuff into my pack before that smelled like fish, and it actually took me quite an effort to get that out. I think we've shared that story before, but um, he he still thinks it was my salmon pesto meal. And Stephanie, I would never defile a salmon pesto meal by Backpackers Pantry uh, by putting it in his pack. I had a different package of salmon that I just right. thought would be much better to do that with. And as evidenced by this podcast. Now, multiple years of podcast, I only believe half of what Derek says. So irrelevant. Well, actually, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and getting back to your point about the the bear canisters, we did bring bear yeah. canisters and bear storage stuff last year, and we have been we had that run with Ranger Annie back in 2018, and we've mm. since been better about that. In, yeah. On all of our trips, we've we followed even in Canyonlands where like we're not gonna have a bear and they somehow still require bear canisters. Like I was bringing bear canisters and just simply yeah, yeah dropping extra weight for for no reason, like literally no reason. So yeah, there you yeah. go. This one is uh, okay. I buy food a couple a couple of days early and then end up eating through some of it. This is uh, from Carl from Colorado. How do you solve that problem? <laughs> <laughs> what, read that again? I buy food early and then end up yeah. eating it? Eating some of it, not all of it. Eat some of it, but not all some of it. Some of that food's just like awesome. You're just like, oh, I can't wait to eat this in the trail. I'm just going to have a little bit right now. I think that's more of an issue with personal self-control and gluttony. Okay. So you might need some, I, I would go the counseling route with that. Counseling, okay. Or just get some like HelloFresh and have it delivered on the trail for you. Maybe that's oh, the okay. way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, when winter camping... If I sleep in a snow cave and happen to get my feet frozen to the ceiling, mm. how do I avoid frostbite? 
Dun. This is from Luke from the Hoth system. Great question, Luke. Great question. Uh, I actually know the answer to this one. Let's see if you get this one right. Well, what you'd want to do if you're stuck like that is you're going to use the force to okay. get your probably, I'm guessing your lightsaber fell out of your pocket when you went upside down. So you want to use the force, grab the lightsaber, and then, you know, cut the ice uh, above your feet, holding your feet. And then you're going to fall down. Right. This is going to be fine. Yeah. Totally fine. I think that that is the correct answer to a different question. Like, how do you get free? That's not the question. The question is, how do you avoid frostbite? Well, you're going to get your feet out of the ice. So that's going to definitely help. Okay. I mean, I don't know how that doesn't help. Start a fire after you get down? I mean, Okay, it, so if you, let's say that you, f- like, fall into, like, fall through the ice into a lake. Mm. And mm-hmm. so now you're, you know, your body's exposed to the lake water. It's freezing. Yeah. If you simply climb out, problem solved, is what you're saying. <laughs> that's not you're creating a completely different scenario that's not what i'm saying whatsoever in this question i'm not wet uh i'm cold but i'm not wet if you know as you as you would say like do some push-ups like bear girls and you'll be fine um warm up that body Derek. uh okay but if you want to like how do you not get your feet frostbite then then first of all cut them out so you can get down and then you know start a fire but there might be a giant you know, Sasquatchy and nightmare in there. So you gotta be careful. Right. Right. So I think that what you gotta do is you have to sacrifice any nearby tauntauns and, uh, right. Sleep inside. Use, use them yeah. for warmth. So all oh, those yeah, tauntauns. I, I couldn't those help myself. I answered one of the questions. Sorry. He can't help himself folks. He heard it here. Can't help yeah. myself. All right. All right. You know what? Overall though, I, overall you had some, you had some good answers, my friend. That was really good. I, I dug deep. I if tried. I had to rate, yeah, what, what were better, the questions or the answers? I think it, they're close. I'm going to say neck and neck. What do you think? Some of these questions are great. Yeah. 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 What would you do on top of the mountain? Would you get a giant balloon and float away, or what would you do? No, no, no. I told you. I, I, that, was, that was an awesome answer. I, I could not top your answer on that one. No, you can't. So the, the I, In fact, I think all your answers were good, except about the tent stakes, which I didn't have a better answer for, and except about how to get your family backpacking, which I just held my tongue on, but um, everything else. <laughs> your answer wasn't terrible for that one. I just had a lot more information. So if, uh, Jerry, you're really interested, you uh, you know, you can you can ask me, but I bet you probably don't care because this is for Derek. So Jerry doesn't care what you have to say about that. Look, if Jerry wants to get his family to go backpacking, Jerry's going to just figure it out. He's already interested. He yeah. wants to get them outside. Okay, that's the, and that's your best answer is just figure it out. That's, that's what a real... That's not my best answer. That's in addition to my wonderful answer. <laughs> so okay. there you go all right why do you have to confuse things why do you must you confuse things all the time i don't know why. i confuse him just repeating what you're saying he, he intentionally like confuses that question so i look like an idiot and then he's like oh well what, what, are, what are you talking about it's right there I, just... I do not have to help you look any which way my friend we we individually make ourselves look either um intelligent or the lack thereof all the time on this podcast oh my all gosh. right so i've got I've got some trivia. I'm going to call this trivia questions that relate to the questions. Questions for questions. Right after this. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save 
We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, I've got three questions for you that all relate Mm -hmm. to the questions people asked. The first one is, of the items mentioned by Wagbag Wanderer, mm-hmm. which is the most smell-proof? Well, the I'm, I'm going to say the stuff sack, bladder, food pot, or socks. Smell-proof, clearly not the socks with your feet. Right, which is what your answer was, which is why that was a horrible answer. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, smell-proof would be the water bladder, in my opinion. But in my, it's like it's okay. so hard to get rid of that water bladder. I need that water. Yeah, well, hopefully you have yeah. an extra water bottle. But um, Well, if I have an extra water bottle, then I use a water bladder. But yeah. I'm never going to use that water bladder for water again. I'll tell you that Why much. Because <laughs> if you, if you put kidding. it in there. I'm just kidding. What? I'm just kidding. Why? Of course. Uh, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. This is why Carl has millions of friends. <laughs> um, yeah, once you use that bladder for that, you you know mentally you can never. It, you're essentially throwing your water bladder away. And, and that's why we talk about you throwing your underwear away after you know, single trip usage. So same Sometimes genre of, of ideas there. But yeah, I think I actually going to give you the point. I would choose, I think that is the most likely to be smell proofed if you sealed it up correctly. So yeah, is it yeah. going to be 100% smell proof? Probably not, but um, no. the most But if you have Ziploc, I mean, ho- you're saying hopefully you have another water bottle. Hopefully I have some Ziplocs. I think that track. the water bladder is more water, more smell proof than Ziplocs. Like 100% thicker plastic. I would plastic. agree. Yeah. I would agree, yeah. yeah. All right. Now, second question, what is the most popular trend in sitting on the trail. So you mentioned using a rock or a log, but there's a Ooh, trend okay. that it probably the last couple of years it's getting pretty popular for how to do that do so comfortably. Is it something to do with the is it something to do with hiking poles or no? Uh it's not, but I'm really curious what you're thinking here. Well, I was thinking like do people like stake them into the ground at an angle together mm-hmm. okay. and then lean on the handles. That was I've seen somebody do that. Like lean with your would... with your upper torso or like sit on the handles sit like lean your your um your bottom slash 
lower back on the pole. They saw oh, if you could, if you could stick the poles into the ground that firm. But I, I don't, I don't know how you can. You got to jam them way yeah. in there. Though. I think you're breaking the poles. I think if they're in there that hard, you're that's, breaking those poles. That, by, by that doing was my that. first thought too. Uh, yeah. Trend. So, I, I don't think, know. That's a good question. I'm, I'm not really paying attention okay. to what how people are sitting down on the trail. Are they sitting on their? I don't know. Are they sitting on their packs? Are they getting like their chair out now and whipping their chair out? What are they doing, Carl? No, and so and this is why. And actually, we can talk about this because this is a trend that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, that a lot of people do is they have what's called the. Uh, it's like the sit pad where it's like almost like a portion of an old foam um, sleeping pad, mm. or it's just simply like s- specifically designed. Like you can actually buy one. It's just like a little foldable, you know, like a slight pad between you and whatever piece of nature you're sitting on. And it's just slightly more comfortable than the rock or the log. No. What do you think? About no, that? it's just unnecessary. Like you're out there to, I mean, I'm all about comfort. Don't get me wrong. You've heard me preach about socks and pajama pants and all this other stuff. But I think, I think just, I don't know. Maybe it's just my opinion. Like if I'm going to add an additional folded pad into my pack, yeah, am I becoming, am I becoming a glamper at that point? I mean, I don't know. It weighs an ounce, so you're not, you're not. But it's bulky though, isn't it? Yeah, bulky? it's bulky, and it's just another thing to bring, another thing to remember to, to grab. A lot of people do it, so we'll probably get some pushback on this. For but, sure, we will. Yeah, but I'm I'm with you on this one. I think this is this is like overkill. I think that one's the overkill. To me, that's the overkill. Yeah. I'm, and and you guys can totally judge me because I'm sitting here talking about you know pajama pants and slippers and all this other stuff. I know that's overkill. I know that that's yeah. luxury. Um, but I I guess I'm just like you're out there in the wild. You're you know you have what's around you, and right. if you're already as well bringing a camp chair. And now right. you're also bringing a secondary type of pad chair. I don't know. To me, that seems a bit. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. If they're just bringing that and not the chair, then maybe. But oh, I will. I will say this before you keep going. I did bring. I think they call them uh, in the Midwest a creek seat. It's like that f- foldable okay. uh, padded chair with a padded back and a padded bottom, and it's connected by a strap. Oh yeah, Crazy Creek. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what's called. So I brought one of those one year, and if that's all you're bringing, and even with that, I was like, this is kind of bulky and annoying, and it wasn't as comfortable. Yeah. I thought, but. Yeah. Do you think they call it that in the Midwest because that's the name of the brand? I, I don't even remember the name. Is that the name of the brand? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I, mine wasn't that brand, though. I they call something called a crazy relay. That's what they call it in the Midwest. Crazy That's crazy. the name of the brand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's one brand. There's more than one brand, though. That's the main one that's known yeah. for the foldable. But I don't have, anyway. we didn't, I didn't have that out here. Uh, last thoughts on that is I, I will say that if I'm waiting long enough i'm going to be busting out my full chair to sit down if i'm going to be eating lunch or having a snack i'm not just going to be sitting on the sit pad otherwise let's just keep going let's keep hiking we're out there we're out there to, to see some stuff right exactly exactly yeah. so give me a soft patch of grass and i'll just lean against my backpack and that's um, there you go. last question um you're one for two so far can you name <laughs> what you didn't come with a butt pad what do you what do you mean butt pad what are you talking about you missed the second question. I said you're one for two, and you're like, eh. ha, ha, ha. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Third question. Can you name four of the main ingredients in salmon pesto? Mm, salmon. Correct. Is that uh, pasta? Is like, what kind, is, it, is, it, is it just regular, just like Italian? No, I, think, I believe it's like a uh, fusilli pasta. Okay. And you have to, you might have to look that up if you don't know what that is. And <laughs> I'm going to say pesto sauce was a pretty big ingredient because it changes the entire yep. taste of the meal. Yeah, and it's called pesto too. And it's called pesto. Um, right. 
The other ingredient. Like a vegetable? There or... are like little, um, yeah, I guess vegetables would probably be the yeah. biggest ingredient. Other than those that's, three. That's, that's the, other yeah, than name those. the vegetable. What kind of vegetable? Well, there was more than one. I think they had like little peppers in there or something. They had, um, okay. Oh, were there mushrooms in there too? You, uh-huh. I'm sure you have it in front of you. I'm sure. I've never had it. No, I didn't look it up. I, I just assumed you get this one right because you've eaten this so many times. It was the vegetables weren't that overwhelming. So I think they had like little uh, bell peppery things in there, and they had like some. I think there were some mushrooms okay. in there. Could you there? make the case that the fourth main ingredient was simply like powder, <laughs> <laughs> freeze dried, like powdery, all the different freeze dried stuff that was like a mixture of vegetables and spices and stuff? Probably. Probably, Probably the pest is part of that too, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. T- two for three. Worth Good it. Job, All worth it though. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple tidbits. Not surprised. So uh, first thing is uh, just friendly reminder that if you are interested in supporting us on Patreon, we have now a 13th bonus episode on there that we just released last week. We yes. have over 30 episodes that are no longer available on some of the biggest podcast apps. So we have over 40 episodes getting close to 50 now that you can that you can get. We feel like it's worth it. I'm trying to put out another video this month. Oh, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. So please consider supporting us on Patreon. And then last thing I got is uh, we have an MP3. This is probably our last MP3 from mm. Gimli. Oh, Gimli. So he wants to go out with a, with a bang, and so here's what he has to say. Backpacking and blisters. It's Gimli. I'm training for the next time we hit the trail. I'm training by running on a trail. And in fact, as we speak, I'm running. You can hear me breathing. From wicked creatures in Middle Earth who also happen to be musical. There's only one word for musical evil creatures in Middle Earth. That word would be orchestra. Ha 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 ha. Always a pleasure, Gimli. Uh, safe travels wherever you're heading, and uh, we'll see you soon, hopefully, buddy. Uh, guys, thanks again. And, yeah, check out the Patreon. If you want to hear what Carl and how what he was like back in the day and how ridiculous he was a few years ago, that's some juicy, juicy stuff in there. So just saying. Um, if you guys – we'll see you guys next time. And uh, remember, guys, if um, you need some shepherd hooks to hang your meat, Carl's the guy. I want to Yeah, we went. We were out on the trail. This is what two, three, no, seven, eight years ago, and um, we we're out on the trail. And uh, Carl's like, "Dude, um, I misread the sign. I thought, you know, we were, you know, I've been carrying my excrement like the whole trip. Uh, you guys haven't been doing that." I'm like, "No, I've been doing that." He's like, "Well, I did. I ran out of Ziploc bags."
I put them in my my uh, power bar wrappers, and I just wrapped them up. I just broke it up, wrapped it. I have like fifteen power bar wrappers, and that's the real reason I do not like power bars anymore. That's it. 